Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Check one, check one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Can you give me a check? This is uh, CC Banana, the amazing rock and roll fruit, and I'm back, baby. Broadcasting around the world, around the world, around the world, from Jersey City, New Jersey. This is the Talking Metal Podcast. Here are your hosts, Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Hey, it's Mark Striegel checking in with you solo here on Talking Metal. Like to first and foremost start off by telling you all how awesome it is to know that we've been doing Talking Metal now five years. We started this uh, five years ago in, in John's apartment in Jersey City. He doesn't even, even live in that particular apartment anymore. He's moved to a different place. But, um, and a lot has changed. I got, you know, a kid now, and I had just gotten married, I think, when we started the, the podcast. So going on five years with the, actually over five years with the marriage now, and have a, another kid on the way any day. So it's been a little uh, hectic for me getting ready for that, just physically and mentally putting cribs together, buying a new car today so we can, you know, have a, a little more family-friendly vehicle. And uh, it's it's awesome. But at one point, I wanted August 2005, I really wanted to go absolutely over the top with Talking Metal. And I don't think we're going to be going quite over the top. We are going to deliver some fun stuff to you including an episode of the Headbangers Ball, at least one that John and I are producing, which will hit later this month, I believe August 23rd, with Yannick Gers from Iron Maiden and Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. So check that out, August 23rd. Maiden fans will love it, I guarantee it. And what else? Uh, We got a live show, which probably will have already happened by the time you're hearing this. It is possible we might post this the day of the live show, but it's this coming Tuesday. And we will podcast the the full live show uh, broken up into different episodes. So you guys will be able to hear that. But if, if you are around, turn, tune in to either TalkingMetalLive.com or the, uh, the new site I've set up. or It's still somewhat under construction, but it's basically working as far as the streams go. Uh, it's markstriegelradio.com, and it's something I've been investing a lot of money and a lot of time into. It's two separate streams. You have a 64 and a 128K uh, stream, 
64 is uh, is stream A, and stream B, which is the the new one that I just added, uh, is awesome. It sounds amazing, and they both have a lot of great programming. Stream A, we have not just it's not just me picking the music. I got my buddy over in Spain, Victor Ruiz, who does Mars Attacks uh, and Fusion Sonica. He is uh, helping program that. And you'll hear him actually talking on the stream sometimes during his shows. Uh, and we had uh, Chiaki out in San Francisco. He does the Metal Moment podcast, and he has been kind enough to let us stream it on that stream A. I think we do that Monday evenings or afternoons. Actually, Monday afternoons um, for you East Coast people. And you'll hear, what else? Uh, Sundays, the MSR cast podcast, they let us stream. So we go totally extreme metal on Sundays, playing their shows and also just mixing it up. This is all stream A I'm talking about. And uh, we also play the Rock and Roll Geek Show. I, I need to actually update the, that because we've been playing the same episode for a long time. All on stream A, plus just great music 24-7. You know, stream B is not a lot of talk, hardly any. It's just great CD quality sounding music. Um, I think it sounds amazing. So uh, you guys should add markstriegelradio.com to your favorites. I'd really appreciate it. Check in during the day. And definitely, uh, you know, the live show uh, also streams on markstriegelradio.com. And, of course, talkingmetallive.com. Again, it's been a great five years, guys. Thanks. I toast you with whatever I'm drinking. Pogue, P-U-G-U-E, 45.5% alcohol. Pogue, old Pogue whiskey. I like it. I like it. Anyways, it's Saturday night here. Banging out a quick podcast for you guys, Talking Metal style. I do have another podcast, uh, Mark Striegel the podcast and you can catch that over on markstriegelradio.com in the podcasting section again I'm, I'm still you know i'm a, i admit it i'm a computer retard uh, so i'm still trying to get the site looking right and and working properly just going totally simple through a mobile me you know apple account trying to make it nice trying to get some content out to you guys some great streams and a little kind of on-the-side podcast, if you will, from Talking Metal. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with ticket prices on the most recent edition of, or the I guess the upcoming edition of the Mark Striegel podcast. It's very interesting, and uh, I will get into that uh, on that podcast, so please uh, check it out. Uh, one thing that, that is interesting, my brother last night saw Kiss down in Philly, actually in Camden, New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, the day of the show, he bought tickets through Ticketmaster. He got fourth row center. Unbelievable. And I have th- some theories on why that probably happened. Um, so again, check out the Mark Striegel radio podcast, and we'll talk a little bit about that. It's not a metal show, so if you're looking to just hear stuff on metal, which I don't think most of you guys are at this point, if you listen to this show, um, but uh, you know, if you like rock music, you got an open mind, you like hearing me babble, or you don't like hearing me babble, 
it's probably a good show for you. Take that for whatever it means. I'm not even sure what that means. Wanted to address the last podcast. Uh, I am an idiot. That's all I have to say. No, I, let me tell you. We're interviewing Herman Rebel, um, famous drummer of the Scorpions. And it was kind of odd because I, I made a mistake in the interview, a pretty big mistake. I, I said, I think I say, I haven't listened back to it since we posted it, but I think we, I say that Top of the Bill is on the Taken by Force record. And Herman doesn't correct me. He kind of just goes along with it. That uh, no one has written an email in about this. I'm assuming we only just posted that episode two days ago, so I'm assuming there will be an email about it from some hardcore Scorps fans. But that song obviously is not on Taken by Force, uh, and it kind of dawned on me just this weekend. I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I don't think Top of the Bill is on Taken by Force. It's on In Trance, which was recently added to iTunes, by the way. One of my favorite Scorpion songs, Top of the Bill, off the In Trance record, not taken by force, as I said in the Herman the German, Herman the German interview last week. And surprisingly, I would have thought maybe he would have corrected me, but he didn't. So maybe he didn't understand exactly what I was saying. But um, that's that. So again, no emails on that. Not yet. I'm sure one will come in. I'm I'm expecting it at this point. So let's get into some music. There's this. Oh, by the way, before we do that, I checked out. I took a trip downtown. There's a uh, in the East Village on Third Street, right by the Hell's Angels uh, headquarters. There in in Manhattan, there is a store, which is kind of getting somewhat famous and it's 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 definitely cool you know i'm not a black metal guy but i i have definitely an interest in the genre i find it interesting to say the least and i I don't mind black metal in some ways i I almost like certain black metal better than death metal if you will but uh anyways there's a store in new york city probably one one of a kind in this country at least and it is a black metal record store and it is uh it's is pretty cool it's it's pretty cool it's got a real awesome underground feel and i had a lot of fun just looking around the store again i'm not an expert on the genre i've, I've you know almost enjoy reading about black metal more than i actually listen to it but i i do i do like a lot of elements musically about it uh especially what i do like about it not being an incredibly technical player myself i like that a lot of black metal isn't super technical sure there are some ex- exceptions and there are some great players but you don't have to be a shredder you don't have to be real technically proficient proficient at your instrument to play black metal and while i was in the store they had some music playing uh that i that i picked up uh, a cool new york city band Ashpool, black metal band uh, and again they are apparently part of the the uh the store there which is hospital um looking and it's weird that you know on the cd absolutely zero contact info or anything but i guess it's the way black metal is 
Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's a hospital or hospital productions, but uh, East 3rd Street, New York City, East Village, black metal, alive and well in the, what I still consider somewhat of an unmetal town. And believe me, New York is my favorite city of all time. But, uh, you know, we sure, you talk about Anthrax, Biohazard, bands like that from back in the day. But, you know, they, they weren't from Manhattan. And... uh the island of Manhattan has always been and probably will always be somewhat unmetal. And that's my opinion. And again, my favorite town ever. It's definitely a rock and roll town, a punk rock town. Uh, if you like Broadway musicals, it's a Broadway musical town. It's never had the the metal vibe to me that, you know, L.A. had or even has to this day. And again, uh, send me hate mail on that. You know, I, I was at the sold out Iron Maiden show at the Garden a few few weeks ago, and and when somebody like that rolls through the Garden, sure, it it is metal in Midtown Manhattan with all those people from New Jersey and from Long Island coming in for the show, including me. But um, yeah, in general, you know, I've always felt that way about New York City, and uh, it doesn't bother me one bit. And not saying there aren't a lot of great metal heads and a lot of you know great places to go see metal but the elite new york press has always kind of snubbed metal in my opinion even if you remember and you know to me metal's everything from motley Crue to slayer you know and even if you remember when when they put motley Crue on the cover finally after trashing every record they put out rolling stone magazine of course had to put motley Crue, heavy metal it's loud, it's ugly, and it won't go away. It was almost like a diss. It was like they, but they had to put them on the cover at that time because it was like at the peak of their their uh, stardom, you know. And you could not ignore them. And Nikki Six, of course, will tell you he, they're not metal, and and they're probably, you know, I always can. I always said that "Shout at the Devil" was an '80s metal record. "Too Fast for Love" skewed a little bit more rock and roll punk to me. And a lot of the stuff after that, sure, you had tracks here and there that could maybe be considered, you know, 80s metal, but a lot of it skewed more hard rock, rock, as far as Motley Crue goes. But Shout at the Devil was was a, a great metal slash hard rock record. 19, what, 1984? Yeah, I think 1984 for Shout. A lot of good albums came out that year. Although it could have been '83, I'm not sure without looking it up. Looking it up, it actually may. I, I mean, I saw them on that tour, which was '84, but the album may have been out in '83. Now that we're talking about it. Anyways, yeah, let's get into some music. Obviously, the uh, the the whiskey here uh, affecting the show somewhat, but that's a good thing. And I apologize. I'm greatly embarrassed about the the uh, top of the bill thing that we blundered in the interview with. Herman Rebel, but what can you do? This is Metallica doing a cover of one of my favorite punk rock bands, a band that was always kind of maybe frowned upon by the punk rock community. And I'm not talking about the plasmatics because that could definitely apply to them too. But the Misfits, definitely a band that embraced theatrics, you know, and in, embraced the kind of craziness on stage uh you know it to me maybe you know 
had a slight kiss influence. I mean, they might deny that. I don't know. I have no idea, but um, definitely maybe an Alice Cooper influence, definitely an arena rock influence, although they were truly punk rock and is, is like, you know, indie and, and ghetto as you can get if you listen to songs like Skulls and, uh, you know, this one, Die, Die, My Darling. But we're going to listen to the Metallica version. Here it is. here on Talking Metal. Guys, we're going to get into CC Banana. Five years ago, this guy came on our very first podcast. He is back five years later promoting a new album that he has coming out called called An All-Star Salute to Fat Chicks. An album called An All-Star Salute to Fat Chicks. Features all sorts of all-star guests from Ted Poley to... Don Jameson to Frankie Benelli, Alex Grossi. Great, great lineup here. And uh, anyways, five years later here on Talking Metal, CC Banana is back promoting a CD with what I consider to be one of the most disturbing and best album covers of all time, not to mention funny. Again, the CD is a whole lot of love and all-star salute to Fat Chicks. Even if you don't buy the record, guys, you've got to just go online and Google the artwork. It is great. And I, I have to thank CC Banana for giving me an actual poster size version of this, which needs to be framed and uh, put somewhere where people won't be offended by it. But uh, <laughs> good stuff, CC Banana. Thank you for uh, supporting Talking Metal for these past five years. You've been a true friend to us coming on the podcast numerous times and also even our TV show. And again, thanks to CC Banana for five years. Thanks to all the Talking Metal listeners for five years. This isn't the end of the five-year celebration. We'll be back with more podcasts. We'll be back with John Astronomy. Uh, Also, of course, Bud Friendly. 
Dan Lorenzo, the whole Talking Metal gang celebrating five years here in August 2010. Again, here is our friend. Well, actually, we'll get into a little music and then hit with our friend CC Banana. Hey, this is Mark Striegel celebrating our five-year anniversary here on Talking Metal. And if you go way back, um, it's funny. I have so many people come up to me and say uh, that they've heard all 300 and, you know, 20 episodes of Talking Metal except for those first 10. Um, And that's too bad because on those first 10, which do exist somewhere, they're still posted somewhere. Uh, I know some of the guys in the forums know how to track them down but on those first 10 in one of those first 10 uh we had our very first guest ever he is back to celebrate not only our five-year anniversary but the release of a very big record that we're going to talk about big in more than one way and cc banana is here how are you CC? oh i love that guy cc banana where yeah. have you been you're sorely missed and and you've you've revisited us through the years. I uh, have. Two thousand five was your first appearance, but I know you've been on at least one, maybe two other episodes. Yeah, yeah, you've and... had me back a number of times. It's always an honor to be on Talking Metal again. I was on. I was your very first guest on your very first episode five years ago. Oh, this okay. is a wonderful reunion. Episode for me. one was it? Episode one. Episode one. The Phantom Menace. There okay. I was yeah. flying a pod racer <laughs> on the podcast. Very That's good. That's what I was doing. The Phantom Menace. Nice, nice reference. Thank you. Um, and uh, let's talk about this very big project you have going on right now, which um, is about to come out here in August of 2010. It is a whole lot of love. This is an all-star salute to your favorite type of woman. Of of uh, of woman, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yes, um, or women, plural. Um, What's this all about? It's it's about it's about fat chicks, Mark. It's okay to say it. You don't need to be shy. You know, fat chicks are fabulous. Fat chicks are fine. Fat chicks are foxy. Right. They're uh, they're a whole lot of women. There's more to love. You know, whatever the men find attractive and alluring about the female of the species, they got extras. This is why they're so wonderful. And some some genius of a man decided, somebody smarter than me, he decided that there should be a tribute a musical rock and roll tribute to the large and lovely ladies of the world. And he put together a whole lot of love, an all-star salute to fat chicks, and it's got people, you know, way more famous than me, 
doing covers of all the famous rock and roll songs about fat girls. You got uh, you got Fat Bottom Girls by right. Queen, a song that everybody knows. Everybody I was going to say there already are quite a few songs about large women, and and you uh, you know kind of condense them all here into one release. So yeah, Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. That's a favorite. Everyone loves that song, whether you're fat or not, whether you got a fat booty or not. You shake your ass to that song. Uh, there's whole lot of Rosie by ACDC, right. and these are songs. You know, they're popular. You know, they're well known. They're good songs under themselves, but they're also, you know, they they celebrate these songs. Nobody's embarrassed that they're singing about some gigantic woman in bed with them. You know, yes. they bring they bring out a giant inflatable Thanksgiving Day balloon on stage when they play this song live at an right. ACDC concert, right. and the fans go berserk. It's this big giant fat woman with big boobies and big legs and a big butt covered in tattoos, and the people go berserk. And uh, what other songs? So there's there's two obvious ones right sure. there. What other songs are we uh, covering here on the whole lot of love all star salute to fat well, chicks? Well, not to not to toot my own horn. You know, I've tried and I can't bend that far. But there's a song by Kiss that not as many people know. Kiss fans know and love the song. It's a, it's a Gene Simmons song, and Paul Stanley chimes in every couple of lines. It's called Spit. Right, off of revenge, yeah. Yeah, very good. And uh it's it's uh it's a it's a kind of a sarcastic, sleazy song. It's about the the pleasures of pleasuring a large sized lady. And uh, you know, and I of course as a banana, I renamed it slightly. I, I call it split. You oh, know banana split, yeah. That's me, nice. thank you. And because the chorus goes, you know, thin is in, but is plain to see, don't mean split to me. You know, and this song was a natural for me. I love this song. I embraced this song as as a younger fruit when I was in my college days. Right. You know, before I began to ripen, I still appreciated the big, beautiful ladies. And you know, and this song spoke to me as a Kiss fan and as a guy that thought Kirstie Alley was too thin at the time. Right. right. And now she's blossomed into and a she's lovely, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> good. Glo- this woman is like sixty three years old. She's a goddess among women. I'm. I cannot believe how attractive she's become in her waning years. Kirsty, call me. There you go. And what other songs? A uh, whole lot of love is an obvious one. Well, you know, it's is actually, that actually it's not about quite so yeah. obvious? No, yeah, yeah. I was going to say we changed it a little bit. You know, the song itself. You know, the Zeppelin original, not about fat women whatsoever. We have uh, we have Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot. He's that's doing awesome. the drums. Yeah, Alex awesome. Grassi, also from Quiet Riot, also an Adler's Appetite these days. Yes. he's on guitar doing the lead. But we had a, a beautiful, gorgeous, talented fat woman singing the song. She's like 400 pounds, six foot two. She's like an Amazon queen. Wow. And she's singing it all about herself. She's got a whole lot of love. It changes the meaning of the song. So it's the title track, you know, sung by, appropriately enough, a big, beautiful, fat woman. And who, who is that? Her name is Salisa Stratton from Vermont. This oh. is her, 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 uh, her debut to the uh, well, wide stage audience. And uh, I think she did a bang-up job. It's a very different interpretation put together by the talented Paul LaPlaca. He's in Chris Caffrey's band. Oh, okay. He did the very unique uh, kind of an acoustic arrangement. It's a very interesting take on it. I think fans will enjoy it very much. Cool. What other, what other, uh, what other songs are we uh, looking at on this record? What here? is the obligatory Big Bottom? You know, it's sure. kind of a tongue-in-cheek yeah. by Spinal Tap. Sure, everybody knows this song. Uh, we have the, the incomparable Eddie Ojeda. From Twisted Sister doing that. It's a it's a very unique. What's unique about it is that the, the original song, it's all bass. Right. There's no guitars in this song. I didn't know that originally until somebody yeah. told me. And then Eddie's like, well, you know, why would I do this song? There's no guitars involved. But in the end, he found a way of incorporating his sound into the into the music. And I think it works actually very, very well. 
cool. Can yeah. We, so let's let's come back and talk more about the record. But right now, why don't you pick a track for the uh, Talking Metal listeners? Oh well, you know, you, hey, well, you know, while we're talking about it, let's listen to Big Bottom. Excellent. I Here. think that's a good one. Big Bottom off the whole lot of love. An all-star salute to Fat Chicks right here on Talking Metal. C.C. Banana, the rock and roll fruit, here on Talking Metal, and you're listening to a new song or a new recording of the song Big Bottom, originally by Spinal Tap, currently being produced and performed by Eddie Ojeda's Band of Steel, featuring uh, Andre Van Show from, uh, from Joe Stump and Chris McCallville from Doc Inn and House of Lords and B.J. Zampa on drums, doing a new interpretation of the bass-heavy, bottom-heavy song about the bottom-heavy ladies from Whole lot of Love, the all-star salute to Fat Chicks featuring me, C.C. Banana, as well. Excellent. Guys, uh, this is 
a album that has actually got a lot of press. I know even Metal Sucks, which wouldn't normally probably report on, you know, what Phil Lewis is up to, is uh, you know has <laughs> has uh, has praised this or at least taken taken note, we should say. Um, but uh, let's talk about some of the other guests on uh, on the record. Uh, somebody from Trickster, right? Yeah, Steve Brown. I love that guy. This this guy cannot write or record a bad song. He has such a great sense of melody and song structure that when he takes a song, he makes it better. I, I was involved with Steve Brown two years ago on Kiss My Ankh, right. the tribute to Vinnie, Vinnie Vincent. Vincent sure. He did this remarkable reinvention of A Million to One by Vinnie and Paul Stanley from Lick It Up. This largely acoustic arrangement. Just The man is a genius. And he took a song. It's a current song, a more current song. Than, than the Kiss song. This is, it's called Big Girl, You Are Beautiful. And it was by an artist named Mika from 2007. It was a big pop hit. Right. You know, the mainstream success. And he, he, he rocked it up a little bit, put some big guitars in there. He kept the dance beat, but it's very rock friendly. Cool. Uh, and it's, uh, it's uh, Big Girl, You Are Beautiful. It's very popular with the younger kids. You know, and by kids, I mean people under 40. Right. And right. Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, he, uh, personally, no, no slight to Mika. I think Steve's, is uh, I love it even more. It's a really good version of a very good song. So that's on there. You mentioned Phil Lewis a minute ago. Phil Lewis, uh, appropriately a, a British man, you know, doing a British song. He did the Fat Bottom Girls. And that was the one you talked about at, uh, at Metal Sucks. Yes, cool. So I mean, yeah. I'm very glad to be a part of a project that's resonating, or not the word, what's, re, what's the word resonating? Is it resonating? Yeah, resonating. Is it yeah. Reven, re, Yes, it's resonating with people. They have an opinion on it. See, the thing is, you know, I know the producers of the album, and they were being advised not to use the word fat in the title because it has a negative connotation to it. But I think I think their, their motive was to maybe desensitize people. You know, it's not a bad word. Fat does not need to be a bad word. You know, it's like red or tall. You know, it's an adjective right. that currently it's a loaded term, but it doesn't need to be, you yeah. know. And I think, you know, when you put the word in front of the phrase chick, I think you draw up the phrase, you know, uh, no fat chicks. You know, and in, in the opposite of that, you know, to, to, towards that end, we're hoping to like, you know, remove the stigma. This yeah. is an all-star salute to fat chicks. You know, this is done in praise of their, of their largesse, if you will. The women with all the... Uh, the, all the all the curves and the softness and the robust feminine qualities that they bring to the table, they are being saluted by all these grand rock and rollers from yesterday and today. There's some newer people on there as well that have something to say. So I'm 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 very honored to be a part of the lineup. Cool. Just to run down some of the other names of people performing on the record, you got David from ZO2. Yeah. Um, He's on my song. The uh, members of Twisted Sister. The Stevie Rochelle from Tough. And manager and, of Veins of Jenna, a band that we've had on the show. Oh, you have? Yeah. Those yeah. are good guys. Yeah. They, I, I, they recently lost their one... Uh, Dizzy? Lizzie. Lizzie, Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie used to email me from time to time. I haven't heard from him for a while, but he's out, right? He Sadly, he's out yeah. of the band. They have a new singer now. Right after the second album came out, they had to, re, they had to you know, uh, revamp the lineup with the new singer. Yeah. But yes, yeah, Stevie does manage them. You are correct. Yes. Yeah. And Stead Howland, formerly of uh, Wasp, recently of Lita Ford. And you got Don Jameson, stand-up comedian, also known uh, from VH1 Classics, That Metal Show. How did you hook up with him? I've known Don, you know, being the rock and roll fruit mock, I've met some rock and roll friends over the years. People know me. People love me. People want to be a part of what I do. You know, and I said to Don, Don, there's this project. 
I think they're looking for somebody like you with his foot in the metal world that can bring maybe a comedic edge to a, a performance. He's like, I've never done it before. What the hell? Let me give it a shot. And he uh, he stepped up to the mic and he did a bang up job. It's a, He did a rock version of Baby Got Back. Ah, right. You know, and it's cool. another song that, you know, that uh, celebrates the, uh, in this case, the abundance of the derriere. More so than the all over right. girl, but I think he changed a couple of lines so that it's now about a woman that's you know large in the in the derriere, but also abundant all over. And how does that work legally when you change a few lyrics? Is that is that is there kind of a gray area there? Because I've I've been, I thought you weren't you know I thought do you have to clear it through the publisher? Is My understanding, happens? and I could be wrong because I'm right. only a fruit. I right. believe that if you make minor modifications. You know, it's permissible. Ah. You know, in the case of Baby Got Back, you know, there's the line that goes, dial 1-900-mix-a-lot, which wouldn't make sense if a skinny white guy is singing the song. So we changed that to more of a rock and roll reference. Things that were like, you know, inappropriate for this other person singing the song. Any self-referential stuff that some mix-a-lot did, we had to remove those and just minor revisions, you know. Uh, even even Unskinny Bop, of course, that is on the album. That song, you know, while many think it is, not really about fat girls. But again, we changed like I think uh, we changed like two lines. Right. And by we, I mean the actual musicians, not myself. And the musicians performing on it, it is a band uh, called Evic, and they also function as DeBrett Michaels Band. Oh, cool. So they're playing this song every night of the year at some city near you on the road around America. So, you know, if you can't get Poison, you get the next best thing. You get the band that's playing it with Brett Michaels, you know, all over the country. So those guys did a good job on Unskinny Bop, and they changed a couple of lines. So now it it actually does, you know, uh, uh, hit the mark regarding the the plus-size ladies about who the song is now about. Excellent. So where, where is the best place for people to pick this up on, online? There is a very well-updated website. I know it's a very hard-working webmaster. puts in dozens of hours every day, 48 hours a day. This man is working on this thing. Uh, it's called splitscreenentertainment.com. Splitscreenentertainment.com. And uh, you can read all about all the artists and all the songs and the genesis of this unprecedented project. Uh, and uh, you can order it from there, of course. And they have uh, there's a beautiful cover art. On the uh, on the uh, on the cover, of course. Yeah, where no, cover you, art yeah, usually can be found. You just brought me a poster. That's awesome. That's awesome. It it looks like a very famous image that yes. uh, rock and roll fans are very familiar with. Uh, but it's originally based on an artist uh, named William Rimmer, who painted this back in the 1800s. It's a beautiful uh, winged, angelic-like figure uh, floating over a a a tranquil seascape. But it's instead of a male figure, it is a Rubenesque. Uh, plus size uh, female figure. I think it's a very artistic, tasteful depiction of a of a BBW, as they're called, the big, beautiful woman. Uh, I think most people would find it to be a very interesting and appropriate rock and roll take on the original. And you can see that there. They have T-shirts and posters and stuff like cool. that. You got a free because you're Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. Yeah, I like a T-shirt, though. I got I to check can, that We can make out. Yeah. that happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's Excellent. Fat Girl T-shirts and there's Regular People T-shirts. Oh, they have okay. like baby doll plus sizes for the big girls. And like there's like baseball classic, you know, three-quarter length concert tees for the men and the skinny chicks. Right. We like skinny chicks. They're okay, too. We like them to come and check out what we do. Right. Uh, but the splitscreenentertainment.com and the MySpace page, where you can listen to samples of the song. That's uh, MySpace.com slash Whole Lot of Love Tribute. You can listen to My Golden Tones singing Spit, 
or Split, if you will, the Eddie Ojeda song. They're all up there. We got Ted Poley from Danger Danger. He's doing a song. Uh, Vic Rivera is involved with that on him, on that with him. Um, we even have a plus size singer uh, by the name of Candy Kane. She's a world renowned blues diva, a white chick. Uh, with big, round, softness all over the place. She's known for being a plus-size singer. She's doing an original song called, her original song called, You Need a Great Big Woman. Uh, just so many, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody talented who's on there. There's a new right. artist named Dog Whistle doing a song called BMW, which stands for Big Mighty Woman. Lots of great stuff. Not a, not a clunker in the bunch. Excellent. Well, we're going to get into another track off the CD uh, in just a second, but... Uh, I wanted to ask you, how has, has the, the response from the, shall we call it, uh, plus size community been, um, positive for the most part? You know I what? Would, I would assume it would be unless that, you know, but you never know. You would think, you would think so. It has not been negative. Personally, you know, I'm involved in the project. You know, I want to know what's going on, you know, so I snoop around, I look at the blog, I look at the boards, right. you know, and I see, I... I'm not noticing a wholehearted embracing of the project. Personally, I think, see, you know, sad to say, fat girls have to be on guard because they think somebody's making fun of them. Right. You know, I I myself as a heterosexual, red-blooded American fruit, I have dated big, beautiful women for the past 20 plus years. I would not. I would not tell you that I find anything more desirable and delicious than a plump, juicy female, Mm. you know. But, you know, sadly, in our culture, it's still permissible to make fun of somebody if they're fat, man or woman, more so for the women. It's okay to make a fat joke and have essentially no repercussions. You can't make a racist joke. You can't make a religious joke. But if you make fun of fat girls, that's okay. That's all in good fun. So I think, I hate to say it, they need to be, like, cautious and say, well, maybe, you know, when's the other shoe going to drop? When are we going to find out that it's a big joke and they're really making fun of us right so i think maybe they're being a little guarded but there have been a number of blogs and a number of websites that have said wow look how cool this is and i personally appreciate that because i can vouch for the fact that this is on the up and up you know this is all sincere you know i think there's an element i think it's cool that you do have a a couple at least two right plus size females actually involved with the project that was very important uh, yeah which should uh give you some cred to Anybody yeah. who's who's maybe plus size and, and criticizing it. So, yeah. but but the bottom line is that at, at the end of the day, it's all good fun and it, it's all good music. So I suggest that everybody go out and check this out. Do you know if it's going to be on iTunes? Or? It will be on iTunes okay. later in the fall. Later in the fall. Okay. Yeah. It's always good to buy the CD. It always sounds a little bit better, and you get the cool artwork and packaging. Uh, so definitely do yourself a favor, pick this up, support independent music, something we always preach here. Uh, you know, it's so hard in the music business these days to uh, turn a profit, let alone break even. So if you want to support CC Banana and all the musicians who are involved in this record, definitely go purchase the CD. Uh, let's pick another one here. What is uh, What is a good hard rock and track for the uh talking metal listeners well you know just because i'm i'm selfish you know i would be remiss if i didn't say that i think my song is very very good i don't claim to be a singer mark right you know i'm really not very good at singing but if i you know pick a certain song and get very talented people to back me up i can pass with a push 
you know, and for the follow-up to the song, I sang a song on the 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 Vinnie Vincent tribute album, Kiss My Yonk. I sang a, a parody of the song Unholy, right. and I wrote it about Ted Poley, because yeah. it was, uh, there's a story behind it, but it's boring for the time being. The great story, but not right now. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I said, well, you know, I can do a pretty decent, bad Gene Simmons impression. Right. So in that spirit, I said, hey, you know what? There's a Gene Simmons song about fat girls. I should sing that song. And uh, we turned it around a little bit. We actually, I sing the Gene Simmons part. Parts of the song are sung by Paul Stanley. He sings in the higher register. Yes, yeah. So I had a, I had a, a, a woman come in and sing Paul's parts from the female point of view. Ah, I got so, you. So, and, and in reference to your comment earlier, we had to change a couple of lines to accommodate that. Very, very minor modifications. Cool. But it works now with me singing about the big, beautiful girls and then the woman coming in singing, you know, the part of the big, beautiful girl. You know, I'm not saying this is a glowing compliment. Right. You know, it's a kiss song. Yeah. You know, it's it's sarcastic and it's sleazy. But the sentiment is, yes, if there is a fat woman in front of me, I will screw her. This is pretty much what Gene Simmons is saying, right. you know, in as blatant a manner as he is known to say it. Yeah. He, well, he said he likes them all sizes, all ages. So yeah. there you go. He's good like that. Yeah, 16 Christine, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, no, I you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and this is... A sound sample of the song Split, again, off the whole lot of love, an all-star salute to fat chicks. To per- to get the whole song, go buy the CD. This song also features David Z of uh, ZO2, who's been on Talking Metal twice, I think. So, oh. yeah, Cece, thank you, and thank you for standing by us for the last five years, uh, every day of the last five years. Literally. Um, so it's been a, a great ride, and you've uh, always been an important part of the Talking Metal family. So thanks again, and best of luck with the CD. I wonder if there would ever be an opportunity for a live kind of celebration <laughs> where you perform some of this stuff live. It, it's funny Ding you mention bats, that. maybe. Oh, well, you know, well, I would love to do something at Dingbats. You actually very... introed our, our band at Dingbats. Uh, I did. Yeah. The Screaming Metal. The, yeah. Again, very first Screaming Metal. I was there yeah, that's true. screaming your name at the crowd, telling right. them to make you feel welcome. Yes. I, you know, whenever you do something for the first time, you call me, I'll be there. Okay. You know, All when right. you feed your second baby for the second time, your first, for first the, time, yeah. thank you, I'll be there with a spoon and a cup of Gerber. Okay. Okay, <laughs> that'll right. be me. You wouldn't even have to invite me. I'll just show up. I'm knocking on your window at four in the morning. Right. All right. All right. I don't know how my wife will feel about that, but... Uh, She'll help. Uh, yeah, okay. She'll open the window. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, where were we? Uh, you were thanking me oh. for being oh, so yeah, wonderful you. to yes. you for five. And I yes. must thank you, Mark. You know, I always feel welcome when I get a call, hey, come do something with Talking Metal. Because I, I loved your idea from the moment you told me about it, you know, in that bar back in Queens, wherever it was, back in 2004. You said, we're doing this thing. What do you think of this? I said, you're fucking crazy. That'll never fly. Right. And you proved me wrong, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> All right. So thank you for keeping me a part of the family, even though I never had any faith in anything you ever did. All I'm right. kidding. I believe yeah. in you from day one. No, and we've believed in you. And uh, this is Split by CC Banana. And what is it, the Banana 7? Well, it's called Banana 7. My backup band, I refer to it collectively as Banana 7. In truth, it's whoever happens to be dumb enough you know, not to walk away quick enough when I say, hey, do me a favor. Right. In this you. case, there's a very talented guy. I got to give him a plug because this man makes me sound good. 
His name is Paul LaPlaca. He's a genius producer, musician. He put together, I believe, five songs on this record altogether. He did Fat Bottom Girls for Phil Lewis. He did Thunder Thighs with J.J. French and and uh, and Stevie Rochelle and Stead Howland. He did Split with Me. Uh, he did a couple of other songs. This man is phenomenal. He deserves to get paid far better than I could ever pay him. So please, people, listen to this song, hear how great it is, and call this man up. He's amazing. Paul LaPlaca. Paula Placa. There you go. This is Split by CC Banana and the Banana 7. Got no manners and I'm not too clean, but I know what I like if you know what I mean. What do people say? Oh, Mr. Can't you see? It don't mean split to me. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.